Eli, uh, what's with the dancing? Oh, I'm just uh, trying to tap into the spirit of Frau Trophia. Who's Frau Trophia? Oh, uh, Frau Trophia, the first victim of the dancing plague of 1518. A dancing plague? Yeah, uh, here, how about this? Close your eyes. Okay. Are they closed? Yep. Okay, picture this. The year is 1518. You're in the city of Strasbourg in northern France, and it's in the middle of July. Ooh, hot! You're walking down through the town center, and you notice a woman dancing the night away. Okay, I'm liking this picture so far. Each day you pass by, more and more dancers have joined her, and by the end of the week, more than 400 people are dancing in the streets of Strasbourg. Wait, 400 people in the streets of Strasbourg? Well, there had to have been something going on, a festival or something. Well, that's the thing. According to the historical records at the time, these people didn't want to dance. They somehow felt compelled to dance. They danced nonstop for days on end, and dozens of them ended up dying from heart attacks and exhaustion. One account says that during one period, this so-called plague killed 15 people per day. 15 people per day just from dancing. And rather interestingly, this event was not isolated just in Strasbourg. In the next couple of centuries after this, there were several more accounts of dancing mania throughout Europe. Well, hang on now. Now, people don't just start randomly dancing. There had to be some sort of cause to this. Um, The physicians at the time thought it was caused by some sort of blood disease, and their prescription for a cure was to dance it out. They built stages and hired musicians to encourage more of these dancers. Wait, wait, wait. So let let me get this straight. So dozens of people are dying from this dancing plague, and their solution was to encourage more dancing. Yeah, I know. It doesn't really make that much sense. Uh, Eventually, modern researchers theorized that this could have been caused by um, this hallucinogenic fungus called ergot that infected the food supply. You know, it's it's interesting that you mention ergot because that's the same fungus that many modern historians have associated with causing the great fear. It was the beginning of the French Revolution, and there were a lot of food shortages, and the tensions between the the monarchy and the royalty and the peasants was was starting to heighten. And many of the peasants became sort of delirious, and to the point of actually believing that the nobles were purposely trying to starve them. And it's interesting that you mention that because this is an example of what you might call mass hysteria. So, how does mass hysteria tie into fear? So there's this proposed theory uh, for what causes mass hysteria, like the dancing plague or the great fear, uh, and it's called psychogenic illness. Psychogenic illness. So basically, psychogenic illness is this rapid spread of symptoms amongst a cohesive group of people, often caused by extreme excitement or extreme stress, and it has no real organic cause. So it's possible that the people of Strasbourg were so stressed or excited that they developed these delusions of a dancing plague? Right, and that's the exact theory presented by historian John Waller, who 
uh, is sort of an expert on this dancing plague. So you have to think about it in this historical context. In 1518, the bubonic plague was still affecting some areas of Europe. The people of France were suffering from famines caused by harsh winters and dry summers. These people had plenty to be stressed about. So it's not impossible to imagine that a few of them were just pushed over the edge. Well, that's certainly reasonable. But why dancing? I mean, I feel like most examples of mass psychogenic illness just involve convulsions, stomach aches, headaches, stuff like that. And that's a good question. So Strasbourg, France was part of the Holy Roman Empire at the time. And in that particular region of the Holy Roman Empire, it was common to celebrate a saint named St. Vitus by dancing. And St. Vitus, rather appropriately, is the patron saint of dancing. People who fell victim to random convulsions or dancing mania, as they called it, uh, were often said to be afflicted with so-called St. Vitus's dance, a curse placed by St. Vitus himself. Okay, so it's easy to see how the people of Strasbourg would have known about St. Vitus, would have thought that they were being cursed after years of plague and famine. And it would just take one little seed in this case, in the mind of Frau Trophia, to convince you that you have this dancing plague. Then fear takes over, and before you know it, the whole town is convinced they're afflicted. That's right, and that's really the danger of mass hysteria. It's difficult to pinpoint the cause, and once it takes hold, it spreads like wildfire. It really makes you think about the potential of utilizing mass hysteria as a form of psychological warfare. It's certainly a frightening possibility. Uh, right after the 9-11 anthrax attacks, within a two-week time span, there were over 2,300 false anthrax alarms in the United States. People were consistently frightened of just the small possibility of similar terrorist attacks. And just earlier this month, um, at LAX, there was a false alarm of a bomb threat. And if you watch the videos, people are running, hectically running for their lives through the airport despite no existence at all of an actual danger. Based on that, this possibility really allows the enemy to attack without really having to do anything. And it's really sort of the tactic of the supervillain, if you think about it. So... In the video game Batman Arkham Asylum, the villain Scarecrow uses a hallucinogenic drug that causes Batman to have nightmarish delusions. And by doing that, he is sometimes able to defeat Batman, not with power or strength, but with fear. And at one point, while Batman is hallucinating his worst nightmares, Scarecrow asks, Is your mind playing tricks on you, or am I? Is your mind playing tricks on you, or am I? The music from this segment is provided by Kevin McLeod. For American Student Radio in Bloomington, I'm Eli Cantrell. And I'm Hayden Sims.